Welcome to Deeper Dive. I'm your host, Dawn. And we thank you so much for being with our podcast again this new year. Happy New Year to everyone. As we start this new year, we're excited about all the different things that we will be discussing. And we ask now that you um, just continue to subscribe uh, at plantationsda.tv. Remember any questions and comments you may have, you can do it at 954-388-8780. And today we have our senior pastor with us who was delivering the message this weekend. Welcome, Pastor. How are you? Happy New Year. I am fine, Dawn. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. So good to be uh, back with you as we continue this, this podcast. Uh, missing your sidekick, Joe. I, I know. I know. Yeah, I guess he has better company. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I but hope never not. Mind. <laughs> yes, we are missing Joe, but he will be back by the grace of God next week. Amen. Anyway, so before we start, let's say a short prayer. Loving Father, we thank you so much for allowing us to see this new year, new year for being with us, continuing to help us and guiding us, especially within your word. And Lord, now as we go through your word, we ask that you just continue to show us the things that you really want us to learn so that we can always be connected with you and truly be ready to meet you is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, child of destiny. Yes. So this this Sabbath that we just experienced, um, ordinance of humility. Yes. Why did you choose the child of destiny scripture, though, from Luke 2, um, verses 25 to 35? Well, I was trying to, I was trying to combine the two things. One, the, the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we were celebrating, we were celebrating communion. We were celebrating the ordinance of humility. Mm-hmm. The communion we usually focus on the passion, yes, the Calvary, yes. the Calvary scenario, right. and of course Christmas is fun is is focused on its function is about the 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 birth. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to ensure that those two things I combined those two things, mm-hmm. and I just believe that this narrative in in Luke chapter two was a very fitting narrative to 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 combine both the birth and the fact that the birth was a means to an end mm-hmm. which was to be the salvation of all peoples according to according to uh Luke here mm-hmm. and 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 according to what the the prophet Simeon said mm-hmm. in our in our verses of of, of focus mm-hmm. so let's go into it a little bit um you had brought out what Simeon was specifically talking about when he was holding Jesus within his arms. Yes. And you spoke about um especially um verse 32, a light mm-hmm. to bring revelation to the Gentiles. I had never stud- seen that before. We automatically mm-hmm. assume that well this would be the Messiah that the Jews are yes. looking for, but he was specific to talk about the Gentiles. Why do you think that was so important. Well, well, before I get to that, I, I want to I want to I want to remind us and inform those who were not there, not conversant with the text, mm-hmm. of how God had made this promise to him, Simeon, mm-hmm. revealed to him through the Holy Spirit, 
that he would not see death until mm -hmm. he had seen the consolation of Israel. He had seen God's salvation, meaning seeing, seeing, um, seeing, seeing Messiah. Mm -hmm. And so this promise of God was now being fulfilled mm -hmm. to Simeon. And so Simeon, in recognizing this child, among other things, pointed out that this was not an ordinary child. This was Messiah. And in the verse, verse 32, mm -hmm. he helps us to understand that his role, his role, that is Messiah's role, would not be confined to just Israel, mm -hmm. but to, to all peoples, yea, the Gentiles. Right. And this is an inference, I believe, to, to Isaiah's prophecies. Because when you read the book of Isaiah, especially the last uh, uh, 20 chapters, there is there's a lot of emphasis there on on Messiah coming, and what you find there is his role would not only be confined would not be confined rather to just to just Israel, but to the Gentiles, mm -hmm. and this is important. I want to take us back even further to the Abrahamic covenant. A lot of times, folks forget that the Abrahamic covenant, as recorded in in Genesis 15, speaks not only to Abraham being blessed hmm. and his people being blessed, but it also speaks to Abraham being a blessing, Abraham being a blessing to the entire world. Yes, yes. And so Messiah's coming here as as Simeon is 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 prophesying, because he's prof is prophesying, right? He's prophesying. He's yeah. saying this child is going to be this child is the consolation of Israel. This child is so that so that a, that light will come to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people, Israel, verse 32. Mm -hmm. And so Messiah's role was not going to be limited to the consolation of Israel, the relief of Israel, the rescue of Israel, mm -hmm. right? The restoration of, of the Davidic throne as they, as they thought, mm -hmm. but it was going to also be about reaching the entire world. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when we think about reaching the entire world, um, the Messiah doing so, what, how do we, how should we view ourselves as Christians within that whole realm of what mm -hmm. Christ is, was, was coming to do? You know, I think one of, the, one of the dangers we face as people of faith is to develop an an exclusive club hmm. an exclusive club of saints where i've been saved therefore i'm chosen hmm. i've been chosen therefore i'm better off than mm -hmm. i'm better off than because everybody else is lost <laughs> and we can become we can become so focused on the fact that we have been chosen mm -hmm. that we create this exclusive club of saints Yes. But when we understand the role that 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 Messiah came to play, that Jesus came to play, it was a role to save us and to save others. Yes. And so as people of faith, our responsibility is to call others to him, just as how he called us to call others to him. And so our faith becomes more meaningful, Don when it is shared yes. you know 
It is when our faith is shared that it becomes more meaningful. And so we've, we've got to re, we've got to resist that. It is so easy. Sometimes it's 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 our effort in trying to ensure that we remain saintly. Saintly. We don't want to be contaminated. We don't want to be influenced, you know, by evil or bad influences. And so we we keep away. But no, God has called us to call others. And and what Simeon pointed out here is 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 important. He says that a light to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel, mm -hmm. that Israel's glory was tied up into the fact that Messiah came, mm -hmm. but also in the fact that 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 they would be a light to the Gentiles. Yep. And so and so again, my faith finds tremendous meaning not only when it is practiced, mm -hmm. but when it is shared. Mm. That's so very true. So how do you think that we as Christians, I mean, we, we, we have the holidays, holiday season and we think yes. that if we tell others about, oh, we, we can start talking about Jesus now because yes. it's the holiday season. So we can tell yes. them and invite them to church for the concert or the cantata or whatever yes. it is. Yes. But now we've started a new year. There's no extra stuff until maybe Easter. Yes. How can we practically share Jesus with others? Well, I'll be talking more about this this coming Sabbath. I think part of it is we've got to always be looking for and for opportunity to share. But outside of that, more importantly, we've got to really care about people and, and care about lost people it, it, they, they we, we we can see people as a a project mm. an evangelistic project a, a mission they're a mission you know yeah, a lot of people at least i know they resent that 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 you know you're gonna make me some project you're gonna make me some missionary endeavor yeah rather they want to know that you really care about them you have a vested interest in their lives and so as I am associating with and connecting with folks, as I'm reaching out to my neighbors during the holiday season, I am seeking to develop a relationship because I care about them as human beings. Yes. Uh, not that I'm seeing them as some project. Oh, man, I, I need to straighten that guy out. You know, let, let, let me take him on as a project. Or I I need I need that guy to start coming to my church. So let me let me pull closer to him, you know, versus understanding that this guy, this gal's life would be so much better mm -hmm. if they knew what I knew and if they knew who I know, yes. who is God. You know, and so our faith takes on this life-giving this life-giving element to it, mm -hmm. this other-centeredness to it mm -hmm. versus a project, mm -hmm. versus a mission, mm -hmm. versus, you know, I, I got to save this guy. No, <laughs> you know, you, 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 you have an interest. We've got to, we've, we've got to have a genuine interest in people. And I'll share this quickly, uh, Dawn. I, I have been to places where, you know, in community of faith, where folks are, Folks are leery and hesitant about giving up their seat in church mm. for visitors, you know, because you know they 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 care about their their comfort. Yeah. 
but when you when you are other when you're other centered when you when you're thinking about others and their interest mm -hmm. giving up your seat in church is is a small matter exactly. you know it's it's a small it's a small it's a small inconvenience mm -hmm. so back to our theme i think as long as you and i maintain an open heart in wanting to share with folks and have a genuine interest in them, not as projects, not as some missionary endeavor, but as human beings, as people. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Let's go down to um, Simeon talking to Mary. Um, yes. I this out in the, in, the, in the sermon a little bit. Um, explain that. The, the whole thing, you were telling us that, you know, he, he was talking to Mary, not specifically to Joseph. And you would think, well, he yes. would be a prophet talking to the father of this. Yes, child. yes, yes. Yeah, we, it's, 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 an, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting because in verse 33, mm -hmm. the inference there based on the response mm -hmm. in verse 33, Joseph and the mother marveled. Mm -hmm. Right. The inference there, what is what is inferred there, Dawn, is that in the verses before, the address was to both parents, right? Yeah. About about um this 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 God gave me this promise, mm -hmm. and now this child is here and he is Messiah, he's the consolation of 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 Israel, he's is God's salvation, mm -hmm. right? light to the Gentiles, glory to, to, to Israel. He's proclaiming this. And then now in verse 34, he turns his attention to Mary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so one of the inferences of the prophecy, and of course, you know, nothing in the Bible says that, but, you know, it could be inferred that because after, after the, the incident in in at the end of the chapter of chapter two of Luke, we 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 no longer hear about we no longer hear about Joseph, right? Joseph is off the scene, yeah. and it's Mary that's mm -hmm. on the scene, and this is very unusual given the Hebraic or the Jewish context where the father usually you know is prominent in the narrative, yes. right? But after this, we hear nothing of Joseph, and so we can safely assume that he had passed. And so back to back to verse 34 and on, he now directs, that is Simeon, he directs his attention to Mary, and the inference is that Mary would be alive to witness the prophecy, because he's now, he's now prophesying, right, in verses 34 and 35. He's prophesying, he's saying, this child is destined, mm -hmm. this child is destined. All right? This is the prophecy. He's destined for the fall and rising of men in Israel. And, and this child is going to cause a sword to pierce through your own soul, he says. And the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. And so the inference here is that Mary would be the parent who would be alive to experience this prophecy coming through. Yes. Yeah. Being fulfilled. Wow, wow, wow. Amazing, amazing. The ordinance of humility. I've noticed that you've done it at least once a quarter. Um, 
that's correct, right? You've been doing it. Yes, we try. We try to put it in at least once per quarter. Yes, yes. How important is that for us as Christians to participate in? You know, there there are some there's some there's some community faiths who who they they do have the Lord's Supper. They do not include the ordinance of humility. Mm. Uh, for some, it's 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 an inconvenience. Mm. Uh, quite frankly, for some, it's they they think it's outdated or outmoded. Mm. But for us as Seventh Day Adventists, we believe is a very important part of the of of of, of the ceremony, so mm. to speak. Because the, the ordinance of humility, it's a way of, it's a way of demonstrating humility, and there is there is no better preparation for the, for the Lord's Supper or participation in the Lord's Supper, than than having a, a humble heart, mm. and so for us this is such an important part of it. It also provides an opportunity for us to do last minute reflection. Mm-hmm. If there are strained relationships, mm-hmm. I, I usually encourage folks, you know, if there's strained relationship, relationships, take the time to reach out, make, 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 make the, make the offer. Mm-hmm. And particularly if the person is within the community of faith, your, your congregation and present that day, it's mm-hmm. a beautiful, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful opportunity to do, do so. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this not just theoretically, Dawn. I'm saying it also experientially because some years ago, I had to do that. I was I had a strained relationship, and I remember the pastor saying saying that, and the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart, and I went over to the person that I had a strained relationship with in the congregation, and praise God, we were able to 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 make to, to make to make it up right there. Uh, we weren't able to wash each other's feet because this was a female, and we we oh, we yeah. you know we we do it separately. But this was a beautiful opportunity. So I think it's a very good part of the 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 ceremony, you know, the the ordinance of humility, to prepare our hearts for the Lord's Supper. Because I believe humility is one of the prerequisites mm-hmm. for participation in in the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper, how is that supposed to reflect on our lives going forward once we participate in it? It's a powerful thing. The the gospel, the gospels are clear as it relates to the two things that, that Jesus left with us as a church in terms of ordinances. Mm-hmm. There are a number of things that the church does right. in terms of ordinances and, and ceremonies and and different faith traditions have a whole host of, of a litany of things that they do. But only two things Jesus left with us, baptism mm-hmm. and the communion service or the Lord's Supper. Those two things. And of course, the ordinance of humility is a, a lead up, a, a preparatory step towards the, the, the communion service or the Lord's Supper. And so the Lord's Supper, as Jesus demonstrated with Peter, is an opportunity for us to renew our faith, mm-hmm. renew our vows with Him. It. I was. I was joking with a group I was with on Sabbath uh, dawn that man, if every time I messed up, I I, I have to I, I'd have to be rebaptized. Mm-hmm. I guess I'd be wet almost every week. <laughs> <You know>? but, <laughs> but 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 wow. the fact that 
God has made this provision, the communion service, the efficacy of it, you know, the spiritual efficacy of it is of such that I get an opportunity to renew my faith with him. Yeah. And Jesus said during the preparatory phase, that is the ordinance of humility to Peter at the time, that, you know, if if you've had a bath, you don't need to bathe again you just need to have your your feet washed you know that was after peter gave in to jesus washing his feet and peter said no not only my feet my entire you know my entire person but jesus said no 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 it's not necessary for your entire person and so it is that that ordinance of humility and 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 the communion service dawn presents me with an opportunity to renew my faith and so two things i'm hoping we will experience as participants and worshipers number one we'll experience the sense of our need of God, a need for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. a, a broken and a contrite, you know, spirit and heart is what is needed. We'll experience that. But also we'll leave the service knowing that because of Jesus, we are saved. Mm -hmm. We are saved. That our salvation is guaranteed through Jesus. That with each service, we should leave with, with it, reinforced in our in our in our minds that our salvation is guaranteed through Jesus mm. and not doubt mm. have no doubt once you have confessed your sins once you have accepted his righteousness mm. you walk out of the service knowing that you are saved because of Jesus amen amen absolutely so we are in a new year pastor yes what uh, is the mission for the church for this coming year? Well, the mission has not changed. You know, Jesus gave us the mission in 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 Luke's gospel, in John's, in Matthew. Sorry, I'm getting my gospels mixed up here. In Matthew 28, you know, 1920 has given us the 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 mission. But as to how we go about it, the vision has to do with operating within our 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 space, our local space, our 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 field, as we would say as to how we're going to approach the mission. Mm -hmm. Mission is clear that we ought to go into all the world and to make disciples of, of, of every person. That is that is the mission, to reach them for for the kingdom of God. As to how we do it, uh, you know, we 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 tailor made we, we have to tailor or custom fit it to our situation, the how, yeah. right? The the what is clear. The what is clear. The what is not something that we come up with and we revise every now and again. The water is clear, and for our for our for for this year in our church, we will be having a one word theme, and and the word is reach. It'll be reach, and for the first four months, we're talking about reaching reaching up, connecting to God, and then the next four months, uh, reaching in, connecting to each other, and 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 the body and the body of Christ, and discovering our gifts. And what he's calling us to do, because the final and important phase is reaching out, connecting to the people Jesus came to save. Mm -hmm. And so it, it will be about reach. It was about. It's going to be about the church being mission focused. Mm -hmm. It's going to be about every person getting involved. We will continue to to create opportunities for that for folks to get involved. We don't believe that it's a one-size-fit-all. We do believe, however, that God is calling every believer mm -hmm. to be on mission for him. It may look differently. They may operate differently. 
but we want to ensure that for 2024, God is going to do so much more with us in terms of expanding the kingdom, in, in terms of reaching lost people uh, for Jesus. I, I'm hoping, Dawn, that we will really, as a congregation, mm -hmm. become other-centered. Mm -hmm. And I believe that God has blessed us and gifted us with gifts and talents and resources. There's some things and experiences that we've had as a body as a body as, as a body of Christ as a body of faith that I believe we can share that will have a tremendous impact on our neighbors and on our friends. Amen. Amen. Wow, that sounds wonderful, Pastor. Is there anything else coming up for bold justice? Well, yes, we we have our research kickoff on the 15th, I think it is of January when we'll be looking at the issues and how we'll be addressing them. Of course, one of the issues that we want to look at has to do with with cost of living. You know, in South Florida, that is pretty pretty much an issue as to what aspect of it we will we'll we'll try to identify uh, that during 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 that meeting, mm -hmm. and then on the on the in March. Um, don't have my dates. I think yes, in March we will be having we having a, a major action there right at our church. We'll be hosting at our church. You hear some some more about it. But we're hoping to continue with this this ministry, bold justice ministry, making a difference in in the lives of folks in in Broward County. And this is another example, another ministry, Dawn, that is other centered. Mm -hmm. It's not about us. Some of the issues that we we seek to address, we may not be directly impacted by it, but our neighbors are, um, our friends are. Yes. And so we want to ensure that we are using our time, mm -hmm. we're using our, our resources to to address the, the issues with the powers that be. And one of the reasons we, we have our research kickoff, because when we meet with the powers that be, Dawn, we're not, we're not meeting to gripe and complain. We're meeting with with proven solutions. We're coming to them because we ensure that we research the issue. Right. Right. We do our research. We look at the issue. So when we have our meetings with the powers that be, we're able to point out to them. Now, this is the research that we have done. These are some best practices that we have found. And we believe the, these these practices can work in our county. If they're applied in our county, we can see the lives of the, of the citizens of, of the county being made better for it. Again, we want to ensure, Dawn, that as a church for 2024, we're other-centered. We're thinking about those whom Jesus came to save. Amen. Amen. Wonderful, Pastor. Well, I'm looking forward to this new upcoming year. It's, it's fully going to be full of some great missionary work. I Amen. Yes. So many yes. more. All right, I thank you again, Pastor, for joining us with the podcast. Could you lead us out with a word of prayer, please? Sure. Father God, we thank you so much for Jesus. Mm. As, as, as clearly demonstrated in Simeon's prayer, in Simeon's prophecy, in Simeon's song there in Luke chapter 2, 25 to 35, that, that Jesus coming into this world was not by accident, was not happenstance, but it was ordained by you mm -hmm. the lord the the virgin birth 
was just a means, the incarnation was just a means by which you came to be one of us in seeking to save all of us. We pray for that man, that woman, that boy, that girl who'll be listening to this podcast, who've not yet accepted you, that you through your Holy Spirit will speak to their hearts and lead them to you. May continue to bless this podcast and may your word continue to be shared, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And we thank you all for listening to our podcast. Remember to subscribe and Happy New Year to you all again. We'll see you next time.